Welcome to Tulsa Titans, highlighting our local professionals who are making an impact. I'm excited today. I've got Hunter Toms with me. He's the CEO of Rural Wellness Fairfax Hospital. He's also an employee at Aiden Health Partners. Uh, Hunter, real quick, can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me on, Kellen. Appreciate the opportunity. A um, little bit about me. Born and raised Fort Worth, Texas. Um, started, uh, did my undergrad in Louisiana in a little town called Natchitoches, Louisiana. Moved back to Fort Worth, started working, then made my way up to Oklahoma about 10 years ago. I uh, was formerly in restaurants and retail. Um, so did start off a single unit management and multi-unit management across a few states in the southeastern United States. And then from there, was always kind of fascinated with healthcare. I had a buddy who was in medical device sales and I was really fascinated with his day to day and how he got into it and wanted to make that leap. And then lo and behold, the opportunity came, came around about seven years ago with Haven Health Partners uh, to get in on the ground floor and start working. Man, awesome. And the last couple of years have been different for just about everybody, but man, being in the health sector, uh, you'd have some, some great insight to that. So for you as a professional over the last couple of years, if you look back, what are things you're consuming less of and, and what are you giving more attention to? Well, from a business perspective, what I'm consuming, I guess, more of or what we're focusing on is one, really extending our reach throughout the Fairfax community. We've done a lot of work here at the hospital. So we want to be able to get that out to the community, to the public and show them um, their community hospital, what they have here. Um, beyond that, we are also expanding our service lines throughout the hospital. So we've, you know, we've, uh, sort of remodeled and redone our lab and increased services there. We've added new patient rooms, which have increased capabilities. So we're trying to build our service lines here at the hospital. And we're also, uh, really just focusing on uh, just overall community health. Now consuming, what was that, consuming less of? Yeah, just, just allocating, allocating less time to. Allocating less time to, uh, yeah, probably like most businesses, meetings. I mean, we have our standard meetings that we have to have, but, you know, a lot of the superfluous meetings that try to eliminate those. We've been here, you know, a couple of years, so a lot of, a lot of that just communicate, I don't know how to say it. I'm just saying a lot of the stuff that we have uh, kind of ironed out, we don't need to meet about anymore is really what I'm trying to say. So just knock out those meetings. Um, on a personal level, just really family. So I have a new family, my oldest daughter's two years old. So about the time we started here at Fairfax, um, and then I have a son who is almost 11 months old. So just yeah, trying to spend more time with them. You don't have time for meetings. You got to get some sleep in sometime. Yeah, it's few and far between at the moment, but it gets better, right? That's what they say. Oh, it yeah, it gets better. I've got so I've got an eight, and then my four-year-old is going on five. So okay. my boy, my youngest is a girl. About two with both of them, it gets a lot better. Then by okay. five, when they're both four, traveling gets really easy. But until really? then – you're landlocked. Yeah. Man, we haven't even attempted, honestly. See, that's why I'm interviewing you. You're smart. <laughs> well, I mean, part of COVID hit. You know, I started this job in Fairfax. 
And then our first child was born a week before I started this job. So really my entire world changed. As no, and I love that because a lot of professionals deal with that, right? Like we know how to be the professional. Maybe we know how to be married and then you introduce young kids. You got lack of sleep. You got some kind of weird mom or dad power where you can somehow be conscious when you kid cried all night. Right. Right. Uh, but you still have to be effective. And so you have some insight there, but what, what are you doing? So you transitioned careers because you were passionate about another industry. And a lot of people are intimidated to do that. And so now you're all in on healthcare. What do you do every day or, or weekly that, you know, helps make you effective? One is try to get sleep. We tried to I wake up early. Um, I wake up early to get just my quiet time in, line out my day. I have a cup of coffee, go through my, my emails, my calendar, line it all out. That's one thing I do to try to be effective. Um, honestly, working out, exercising. For me, that is just as much a mental exercise as it is a physical exercise. Uh, kind of got out of the habit with just with kids and starting this role, but slowly working back into it, getting consistent again. And that's one thing I find that really helps me. Man, that's awesome. So before the kids, did you travel to a gym to work out? Or are you a kind of a home workout guy? Oh, man. So probably more of a home workout guy. I think going to a gym initially got me going. This is probably 15 years ago. And then I uh, bought a little home CrossFit starter kit. It came with like a rowing machine, kettlebells and all that. And then started working out at home. Um, so, yeah, it's workouts typically 45 minutes. I'm kind of a... Uh, it just work until work until exhaustion, work until you're just completely fatigued, work until failure. So I got 45 minutes to an hour. I'm getting it all in as much as I can. And then that's, we'll call it good for the day. And that's great. If, so some advice I have for you when I had kids, because I was much the same way, but I, I like traditional weightlifting mm -hmm. and I just didn't have enough energy to, get get it all in because i didn't know what i needed to measure i didn't know how much energy i needed left over for the kids or whatever was going to work with no sleep right because i didn't know when i was <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to choose and so i just i still got the same mental clarity and kind of kicking the butt by just grabbing one of those my wife had those video sets i, I grabbed some of that stuff and took a 30 minute video uh, I'd get home. She'd give me a break at 30 minutes and then I engaged the family. I just, I had to do something different until I got sleep. Right. That's, and yeah, back to my wife and I right now, that's, we're working through it, trying to figure it out, trying to establish our routines again. So we were pretty consistent, but yeah, this kids, yeah, changes, changes a little bit. So I've got one for you and, and this is great. So you switch, switch industries, you're all in on healthcare, healthcare hits a crisis. You have kids at the same time, you know, some days getting out of bed with the first thoughts that may hit your head could be kind of hard. So what do you believe in personally? Why are you so optimistic? What gets you over those humps? Well, I think it's one, just kind of your disposition. Like you're an optimistic guy. We were talking about that. I mean, why not? This is what we're here to do. We're affecting change, whether in other people's lives, in our lives, all around us, our kids' lives. I mean, why not be optimistic? We're here, we're working. I don't know that there's really another path. I mean, we could be down all the time, but I don't, I don't understand why we would be. 
gotta have some hope. So, yeah, I don't know. Natural disposition, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you said something really powerful there too, right? Like, I mean, you you've got one one direction or the other. The other one's a lot brighter, but then you said others, right? I think if, right. and like you said, like if we're leading the charge, we've got to pull others out. As long as we stay focused on that and what the outcome we want for them, it'll 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 pull you out of that hole. Absolutely, absolutely, it will. How's that changed for you from you know your past careers um, over a hospital? There's a lot of employees now, so has that been something that's that's given you a lot of gratitude? Uh, the the decisions that you make or the the culture that you bring in affects more people now. So I mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely a challenge. It's a big it's a big responsibility that you know when we when I took this role was just to it was on an interim basis. Basically, we've um, we had the management contract to this hospital. Will you go in and, and be the interim CEO? Said absolutely. And then to really understand the magnitude once I got in here, not ever having been in this role. Yeah, it's a lot. And trying to affect change in a hospital that was basically closed, people were working for free uh, for a period of time. Um, again, it's been probably the most challenging thing in my life I've ever done, but also the most rewarding to... And it's not really for, it's been challenging for me and rewarding for me, but to see everybody else in this hospital grow professionally, grow personally, I would like to hope that I've had a little bit to do with that. But again, it's, it's all on them too, them as a, as a person and them as, as an employee of this hospital, we're all in it together. So been a lot of fun and no that's wonderful and especially when you you know you hit on the fact that you have some some volunteers or people that go without pay that you've got to motivate that's a whole different level of leadership oh yeah well that's yeah not not now everybody's getting paid now but for a time to keep the doors open our employees worked without pay um for months to keep these doors open so that's a testament to them and and the the character of the staff that we have here yeah, and to, to kind of dig into that is what is that culture? Why why did they all come together, and and what was your message or kind of direction on that? No, that wasn't that wasn't for me. So this was prior to us coming in. This okay. is so a little bit about Avon. What we do is we take uh, sort of distressed hospitals or insolvent hospitals, and. Uh, we come in, we infuse them with capital. We build out the major infrastructure. We invest in the physical plant. We invest in the staff. Um, maybe get you know salaries up to the range where they should be. And we also basically we're flip, we're turning hospitals around. Essentially, is what we're doing. And I know from my experience working at a hospital, when you know what equipment's available and you know what you have to work with. For you guys to now, you said you, you come in and you've you've poured in financially to the people and their equipment. They want the best for their patients. Absolutely. That's, that's got to be an eye opener for them as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, that's just part of what we do is we do invest in the in the equipment and the capital. But for them, especially for the ones who dedicate their lives to these hospitals or to this hospital in particular, it shows that we're you know, we're here, we're dedicated. This is a viable hospital, again, that can treat the community, that can serve the people who live in this town. And that's a powerful thing. 
because before it was they, they talk critical access hospitals a lot of times or band-aid stations but just somewhere you know to get patched up don't go here for anything you know unless you're just stopping and getting shipped to the next place and that's not so much the case anymore not here not here in fairfax at least we've been able to to grow this thing to grow our census establish new service lines and the buy-in from the community has been wonderful the buy-in from the staff the local um the local people that are here working like i said those that have worked here for 40 years we do have some who've worked here for 40 plus years um it's an incredible thing and it's really great to see and just really awesome to be a part of yeah man that sounds like it so outside of of turning that around and then seeing that that kind of fire reigniting everybody there are there some other things that you've been intentional about to to kind of continue to to drive the core values uh, and distill those things throughout the hospital um yeah really so i mean i don't think it's anything more complicated than try and lead by example to to spread that culture down like we're a a small facility i mean we've grown substantially since we got here but still in the great scheme of things a very small facility so there is no uh there's no like oh that's not my job or i can't do that that's no we are in this together we're not big enough to you know farm out certain jobs whatever we have to do is what we have to do i mean it's kind of i was telling a story earlier when we first got here the roof was leaking. Our maintenance team was out somewhere else trying to plug one hole and me and uh, he's a CEO of sister hospital when we, but he was coming on to help us take this on. And we just got on the roof, took a tarp and started tarping the roof in the rain because it was leaking. I mean, that's just, that's what we have to do. That's what everybody has to do. And this thing either sinks together or we rise up and win together. That's awesome, man. I, you, you get any pictures of that? That'd be a, that's a memory. Yeah, you're probably gonna I do have a picture. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. You'll have to share that with us. That's awesome. And I, I don't think from leadership, there's any better, better way to drive culture or what the purpose is of coming together than when stuff hits the fan, you're the one on the floor helping. Absolutely. And I, I would never want anyone to think that I or anybody else in this hospital would ask somebody to do something that they themselves wouldn't do. So, and that's, we got to have each other's backs. We got to trust each other. Is, I mean, it's healthcare. These are people's lives. So we got to trust each other. We got to come together. We got to do what's right for our patients, for our staff, for our facility, for our community. Well, just, just from hearing you talk, I know that on your journey, there had to be some people to still some of this stuff into you as well. I want to just give you a second. Are there, are there people that you admire or that you want to mention that have really been there for you and allowed you to, to grow, to have this kind of mindset and to be able to lead where you're leading now? Sure. So I, in a business sense, I really admire any entrepreneur because of the risk they're taking. For me, it's something, it's kind of always been a little bit of a fear, just taking that risk and knowing. So one person I really do admire is my stepbrother who is an entrepreneur. He has started three businesses. The latest one he started, he's in the he's in restaurants and uh, the food sector as well, food and beverage. So he started, I guess, almost seven years ago, about seven years ago. He was 40 years old, uh, just had his second child. 
who ended up having hydrocephalus. So they were doing uh, a lot of hospital visits and going through brain surgeries for, for his daughter and all that. Yet he was managed to get a company off the ground just by himself bootstrapping it and making it work. Watching that take place was just inspiring for me to say, how does anyone get this much done in that amount of time, you know, given what he was going through? And then to watch him get hit, the whole industry, the whole world get hit with COVID and watch him navigate through that. It was, I mean, it was like a, you know, graduate level business course, just seeing how he navigated pay structures, navigated all these, uh, these loans. It's just very interesting. It's been challenging, but he's, he came out, he's doing all right. Yeah. That was one of the, the hardest industries to make it in before COVID. Right. So he's been through it. That's a heck of a story. So it's, it's been pretty amazing, pretty fascinating to watch. One Hunter, one more question. So I know everybody that, that digs into the content on our podcast, they're big readers um, going back through your career. And even, even currently, are there a couple of books that you would recommend and why? Sure. Um, one would be The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Yeah, have you heard? You heard I've, heard, I've heard of it twice on this podcast. I, oh, have you really? I, so I missed those episodes. Okay. Yeah. I need to go, I need to go find that book. Okay. Yeah. I think that was just recommended at a time where I was kind of figuring out my journey or trying to figure out my journey. So I like to refer back to it and recommend it to anybody who's not necessarily at a professional crossroads, but just finding their way. Yeah. And then another one is captain's class by Sam Walker. So what that is, basically it tells you the story of some of the world's greatest teams throughout history, sports teams throughout history. And how the captain didn't necessarily your, you know, your all-star, your go-to guy. They're the uh, sort of the nitty-gritty, the ones behind the scenes doing the work. They're not going to lead you with motivational speeches, but they're going to be the ones who are one-on-one talking to your teammates, getting everybody in line, making sure everybody's acting accordingly. So it's, it's I don't know, that was just a really fascinating read for me. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it, it very much defines what you were talking about in your leadership. Right. Your ability. I mean, you, you're not the cheerleader up front, right? You're when stuff gets hard, you're in it with everybody. And that's really important, especially with smaller businesses. They don't need somebody out front taking all the glory. Yeah, no, we're all in it together. Um, so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Hunter, is there a preferred way to reach out? Email, LinkedIn message? Yeah, sure. You can do uh, email at htoms at avamhealth.com or LinkedIn will work too. Perfect. Well, everybody, thanks again. This is Kellen. I'm the owner of New Wave Solutions. And Hunter, genuinely, thanks for giving and being transparent today. Uh, You bet, Kellen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Had a good time.